The sermon preached at St. John's Evangelical Lutheran Church of Hancock, Minnesota, a member of the Wells, on September 8, 2013, based on Luke 14, 25-33. Please stand. Grace and peace to you from God, our Father, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The word from God, through which the Holy Spirit speaks to our hearts with the words of Jesus, is the Gospel for today, Luke 14, beginning with the 25th verse. Please listen to it once again. Large crowds were traveling with Jesus, and turning to them, he said, If anyone comes to me and does not hate his father and mother, his wife and children, his brothers and sisters, yes, even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. And in anyone who does not carry his cross and follow me cannot be my disciple. Suppose one of you wants to build a tower. Will he not first uh, first sit down and estimate the cost to see if he has enough money to complete it? For if he lays the foundation and is not able to finish it, everyone who sees it will ridicule him, saying, This fellow began to build and was not able to finish Or suppose a king is about to go to war against another king. Will he not first sit down and consider whether he is able with 10,000 men to oppose the one who comes against him with 20,000? If he is not able, he will send a delegation while the other is still a long way off and will ask for terms of peace. In the same way, any of you who does not give up everything he has, cannot be my disciple. This is the word of our Lord. Please be seated. Dear friends in Christ, fellow saints washed clean in the blood of our risen Savior. Before a NASA astronaut blasts off into space, he or she must go through a rigorous program. First, the astronaut candidate has almost two years of training before they can even think of going up into space. It begins with NASA's basic training, then comes advanced training, and finally, in the three months leading up to the mission, comes the intensive training. To be an astronaut takes total commitment. Either a person is a NASA astronaut or they are not. There is no in-between. It's not like you might think of, of, of sports players, you know, football, baseball, volleyball, where you can participate at many different levels. For example, even if you never play volleyball at the Olympics, if you played in high school, or you can be a volleyball, call yourself a volleyball player, even if you maybe just play on the beach in the summer. Even if you're never a professional football player, you can still throw the ball around on the weekend, and if you never play for the Twins, there's still Little League. But there is no such thing as a part-time or amateur astronaut. Even if I get partway into space, maybe by taking an airplane ride, that does not make me partway an astronaut. Either you are one, or you're not. And so also, dear friends, either you are a disciple of Christ, a disciple of Jesus, or you are not. 
And in the words of the text here, Jesus makes it clear that following him is far more difficult than any NASA training ever was. For you see, dear friends, there is no such thing as a part-time or amateur Christian. Either you are following Jesus as his disciple, or you are not. And if you are not, then you are not a Christian. Even if you belong to a church, have been confirmed and know about Jesus, are a nice person and, and uh, call yourself Christian, none of that makes it so. To be a Christian means to be following Jesus as his disciple. But aren't we saved by, by grace alone? Hasn't Jesus done it all for us? Do I really have to be totally committed to following Jesus? Yes, we are saved by grace alone. And remember what that means. Reconciliation is free. Jesus Christ's sacrifice on the cross reconciled the world to God, proclaiming peace to those like you and me who had been born as God's enemies. Justification is free. Jesus' resurrection is God's verdict, declaring guilty sinners like us righteous, acquitted, justified for Jesus' sake. Forgiveness is free. Jesus' blood paid in full the debt of all sin, including every single one of your sins and mine. Adoption is free. The Son became our brother so that his holy life might clothe us with his righteousness as children of the Heavenly Father. Salvation is free. The gift of God's grace, unearned, unmerited by us, based entirely on what Jesus has done for us. Eternal life is free. One for you by the life, death, and resurrection of him who is the life. Heaven is free. The glorious home of God's elect. But having God's riches freely and graciously showered on us in Christ does not mean that following Jesus is easy. In fact, as Jesus' words here sink into our hearts, we see that he is saying just the opposite. In fact, following Jesus is not simply hard. When we take to heart his words, he makes it clear that it's impossible. It's impossible to follow him. Listen to what he says here. If anyone comes to me and does not hate his father and mother, his wife and children, his brothers and sisters, yes, even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. Maybe the word that strikes us first here is that word hate. Doesn't the Bible tell us to love others? But God hates he hates all that's evil. In Psalm 5, David prays to the Lord and says, You hate all who do wrong. Psalm 45 addresses the Messiah and says, You love righteousness and hate wickedness. 
In Isaiah 61, the Lord himself declares, I, the Lord, love justice and hate robbery and iniquity. And those are just a sampling of such passages. And the Bible also urges us to follow God's example, to imitate his hatred. Proverbs 8 instructs us, to fear the Lord is to hate evil. And in Romans 8, or Romans 12, the Apostle Paul implores us, hate what is evil, cling to what is good. And it's important for us us to note what the Bible says here, because we live in a climate that is is very different in its mind frame. The postmodern, sultry, pseudo-religious climate we live in claims that we are to love everything, whether good or bad. In fact, that we aren't to label anything as evil or bad, they say. But how contrary to what the scripture says that, that, that is. And that's why that word hate surprises us. But really, the the more shocking thing, the bigger surprise, is what comes next. It's not that word hate, but what Jesus tells us afterwards here. He doesn't give us a list of sins to hate, but rather those human bonds of love and affection, those deepest and closest relationships that, that a person on this earth can know. Father, mother, wife, children, brothers, sisters, even our very self, our very own life. What's he getting at here? For remember, this is the same Jesus who so deeply loved his mother that even as he hung on the cross, his heart went out to her as he entrusted her care to his disciple John. What's Jesus getting at with these words? Well, think about how easy our human relationships can interfere with our relationship to Jesus. How tempting to satisfy a loved one by compromising a Bible truth. In fact, sometimes to keep peace in the family, we may be tempted to say that, well, the Bible really doesn't mean what it says. That's just the church's interpretation. Rather, when it comes to following Jesus, When it comes to following him, we are to love Jesus and his word above all else and hate whatever or whoever gets in the way, no matter how close that bond might be or how deep that affection. How impossible, even unnatural, such devotion and total to commitment to Jesus is. But that's how Christian faith acts. That's what it means to be a Christian, to be a follower of Jesus, to be his disciple. Count the cost. Following Jesus is no simple task. It's not like building a shack or even building a house. It's like building a tall tower. How foolish not to count the cost and let that unfinished foundation bring you ridicule and scorn. Oh, he says he follows Jesus, but Jesus doesn't seem all that important to him, not as important as family and stuff and what he wants. 
Count the cost. Following Jesus brings the attacks of Satan and his evil hordes against you personally, dear friend. Think about it. The devil doesn't need to attack the unbeliever. They're already on his side. Rather, he aims the full force of his might against you who want to follow Jesus. How can we stand against such an assault? In Jesus' story here, he talks about the king being outnumbered two to one. How can we ever battle Satan? And yet to make peace with Satan is just to go along on that wide and easy path that leads to death and destruction and hell. When we count the cost, we see how impossible, how utterly impossible it is for us to follow Jesus. We don't have what it takes. We don't have the right stuff. We don't have the resources to build that tower. We don't have the strength to battle Satan. We don't have it within us. As Martin Luther wrote, with might of ours cannot be done. Soon were our loss effected. But for us fights the valiant one, whom God himself elected. You ask, who is this? Jesus Christ it is, the almighty Lord, and there is no other God. He holds the field forever. So, dear friends, give up on yourself. Give up on your family, your resources, your strength. Give up on whatever is within you. For when we count the cost, we do not have what it takes. Trust Jesus alone. For he, he is your God, your Savior, your Redeemer and Lord. And he says here, in the same way any of you who does not give up everything he has cannot be my disciple. For only Jesus has all that it takes. He has the right stuff. Give up on yourself, dear friend. For only with our hands empty, only then are they ready to receive and hold on to all that Jesus freely gives us. And remember that list from earlier? Reconciliation, justification, forgiveness, adoption, salvation, eternal life, heaven. And along with those comes that deep conviction, that total uh, uh, determination, that total conviction to follow Jesus no matter what. Devoted to him with all our heart. Devoted to him as his disciple and loving him above all, even more than those, even more than we love those dearest to us. Yes, along with those free gifts of salvation that Jesus gives to us also comes then that patience, endurance to bear our cross, that God-fearing wisdom 
to build up the church. That resolute strength to battle Satan. Standing firm against his assaults. Not by our own strength. But equipped with the full armor of God. Give up on yourself. For when we count count the cost, we cannot follow Jesus. We do not have it within us. We are found wanting, lacking. But in Christ, in Christ we do follow. Not as part-time Christians or Sunday morning believers or amateur disciples. Such are still headed on the path of, of, of death. But in Christ, we follow as his blood-washed disciples, fully committed to him because he committed himself into death to bring you life. Give up on yourself, for Christ alone raises you higher than any astronaut will ever go. Our resurrected and ascended Lord raises you to the very throne of God presents you to the Father, washed clean, holy and blameless, clothed with the wedding dress of his righteousness. Give up on yourself and follow Jesus with all your heart. Amen. Please stand. The peace of God that surpasses all understanding Keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.